This Choircast podcast is proudly brought to you by R.J. the Astronaut by John Turney, published by Choir and available now. Join R.J. on his out-of-this-world journey filled with loving conversations, drama, and thought-provoking questions. Available now on Amazon.com. Get your copy and embark on an unforgettable adventure today. Dive into R.J.'s world where every moment sparks imagination and every page ignites curiosity. Don't miss out. Grab your copy now and soar beyond the stars with RJ. Hey, heathens, you're listening to the Deadly Face podcast where religion and crime collide. I'm Lola. And I'm Lacey. And this shit is treacherous. The mind that was in Jesus, that mind is in me. Without me, life has no meaning. Why would God tell you what I'm thinking and tell you what I've said to my wife or my husband when you're not around? It's because I'm the pastor of the church and I need to know. This is the only place where you can see truth. Ooh, I like that. But not like in the Taylor Swift treacherous way. <laughs> like that song. Wait, what, what's the song? Treacherous. It's literally called Treacherous. <laughs> It just like completely added myself. I am not a Swifty, guys. We have established that. I know. It's a great song. <laughs> it makes me cry, though. I don't listen to it very often. <clears throat> well, the song from last week's episode that you uh, quoted. Uh, Mad Woman? Damn. God, that was... Fucking gut me. Make gut. me eat it. Yeah. And throw it up. Like... <laughs> Oh, I still I, I still think about that song. It's been a whole week and I still have that it's on my mind. It's a very powerful song. I feel like it's mm-hmm. really overlooked for a lot of the songs that she wrote during the pandemic. Yeah. But it's... Whew, it man. slices my face off. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it fucking oh. slaps. Slaps. It slaps. Hey, heathens, we are interrupting this episode for a message from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Javi. If you have not tried Javi, Javi, you're missing out. It is coffee concentrate and they come in different flavors. So you can get the original, you can get caramel brulee. That's the one I'm drinking right now. And oh my God, it's so good. They also have mocha and French vanilla and a couple other ones. They, it's so delicious. You get this little scooper. You just need one teaspoon of the coffee concentrate into your drink. And if you want it stronger, you can do two. I definitely do two. And each teaspoon is a serving and each serving has 60 milligrams of caffeine. So you're still getting all the caffeine and all the benefits from the coffee. Lord. Oh yeah. And you can make it any way you want. You can do hot, you can do iced, you can do cappuccinos or whatever the fuck you want. You can do hot bean anything. Juice. Yes. Hot bean any- juice. Or cold bean juice. You cold just get juice. your good, good bean juice. What are you worried about? It's bean juice. <laughs> it's bean what juice. What are you worried about? <laughs> get you some bean juice. It is so freaking good. I am I'm addicted now. I have not turned on my coffee pot all week because I've literally only been making these and they're so delicious. I add caramel and vanilla into my caramel brulee. <sighs> it's good. It's a great way to start your morning. So if you guys want to get you some and save 15%, use code LACI, L-A-C-I, 33468. Yes, that is your discount code. And I'm very sorry. We are trying to get it changed to Deadly Faith. <laughs> but in the meantime, just, please enjoy. <laughs> just roll with us and use code LACI, 33468, for 15% off. Links will be in the show notes or description box below. Now back to the episode. Okay, so today, Lola, what are we talking about? We're talking about none other Hillsong, you know? Fucking Hillsong. And you know what? (laughs) It's fine if you don't know, any of you listening, if you don't know Hillsong, who they are, you may have heard 
music from their worship team. Probably. There's one song in particular. It's Oceans. Where oh, feet, yeah, baby. Yeah, where feet may <laughs> fail. So that's the main one. It's kind of old now, but like, it, it, I don't know. Okay, I have to say though, like after I deconstructed, yeah. well, hold on, preface this with, if you still feel moved by worship music and you still love it, like more power to you, like nothing against it, music is emotional. It is, we've literally just got done talking about the Taylor Swift song. Mm-hmm. It It's meant to draw on your emotions, but knowing just how manipulative big mega churches are with their music, like hearing it straight from people who used to work in churches, in these mega churches with sound, and they literally would say, oh, change the music to this because we want them to start feeling <sighs> this way or we want yes. them to, oh, be ready to tie. They're like, we want a big um, salvation message, Get the whatever. soft guitar riff for the altar call. Get the piano for, yeah. Knowing knowing that, <sighs> you know, I feel like I should be owed a, what is it, an, a, an emotional payout? Like I should yeah. be paid for all of the tears <laughs> that that, fucking song stole from me because they manipulated me into feeling all that shit, okay? She wants a federal payout over this. I want, I want, what is it? Emotional damage. I want to steal a song to pay me for the emotional damage that song has That, that specific song. I mean, they have exactly. plenty more. Like, they were, uh, have several albums that are out for you to listen to if you want to, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so th- let's talk about Hillsong. So the church was founded in the early 1980s in New South Wales, Australia by mm-hmm. Brian and Bobby Houston. So it's not founded here, which I found odd for how popular it is here. <laughs> Did you know that, that it was not founded here? I didn't know that until researching it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Also, I have been to Hillsong, Australia. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that we're having this conversation. <laughs> Why were you there? So it was when I went on my study abroad trip to New yeah. Zealand and Australia. And we were in, we spent like not a whole lot of time in Australia. And just so happened, we were there when they were having like the young adults, you know, what you would think of like a Wednesday night meetup, right? So we all were like, oh my God, it's fucking Hillsong. And we're freaking out. So we took like, two, three trains, got lost, got turned around, but ended up making it to Hillsong, the the original Hillsong campus. That's crazy. And we went to their Wednesday night service, or I don't even know if it was a Wednesday, their young adult service. Yeah. And it was um, pretty much a concert. Like, it was... That's what I've it heard was, about it. It was fun. Like, it. don't get me wrong. Like, it was yeah. absolutely fun. But the most fun was, like, we actually met people that, who were studying abroad from other countries. And we actually, like, went out to, me and this one girl were, like, we're staying out. And we went and had, like, waffles at this, like, really nice waffle place. Like, not like a waffle house. It was, like, a fancy 24-hour. You had fancy waffles. I had fancy waffles at, like, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. In, in Australia. Sydney, Australia. And we like <sighs> barely made it back to our, um, dear God, I almost called it a brothel. Um, <laughs> 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 our <laughs> hostel. What's oh, the difference? Uh, yeah. We barely made it back because like we didn't realize the train stopped going uh, um, at a certain time. And so yeah. like we barely made it back. Um, but we had so much fun meeting those people. Uh, I think I'm still friends with some of them on Facebook, but 
Hmm. Yeah, I've been to that Hillsong campus. But it's very concert-esque, very like youthful and I don't know. Oh, they were all wearing jeans and and blue jean uh, denim jackets. They had V-necks. They had leather jackets with the chains and the the, the faded haircuts. I know. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. White tee, black pants, denim shirt, you know, like that was the whole feel. Lights going everywhere. It was a whole ass concert. So let me kind of give more information, just like general mm-hmm. information on the church. So they started in Australia, but they also have other locations like main centers, I guess, mm-hmm. like hubs Yeah, in London, Paris, Moscow, San Francisco, and Buenos Aires, I think that's how you say it. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. So lots of different places all over that you can find Hillsong. Plus you have like little, it's like a spider web where you have like tinier churches that are like still Hillsong promoted, but they're just like, it's not a main campus type deal. That makes sense. But they had about like 100,000 people at one time coming to services. Sometimes. I mean, to this day, we could still have those same numbers oh, coming yeah. to services all over the world. Yeah. Their theology is defined as contemporary Pentecostal. Okay. So do with that what you will. <laughs> it's very loose with the Pentecostal. It's not, yeah. And it's like traditional not, Pentecostal stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think it's. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Hillsong, it's, they're not of like the Bethel beliefs of like speaking in tongues or no. healings no. or Mm-mm. like, I don't think they do like hands-on healing. They believe in the power of prayer, you know? Yeah. And that God does like miraculous works, but not necessarily like through human hands all the time. Like in yeah. that, be healed and like grab your forehead. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Not like have, we, have we even talked about Bethel on the podcast? I don't I don't think we think, have. I don't think me and you have talked about it, period. I don't think so either. I think I mentioned this to you a week or two ago. So for those that are listening that don't know what Bethel is, Bethel is in Redding, California. And I'm just going to give you one example of like the crazy side of like Pentecostalism that they believe is like they will go. This is the weirdest fucking thing. I'm sorry not to offend anybody, but I'm sorry. This is weird and it's very disrespectful. They would go do this thing called grave soaking. Well, they will go and lay on somebody's grave, some dead person's grave <sighs> and try to like soak up their like spirit or gifts or like whatever. I have to leave. I have to leave this I, stage. I know. Like that. not okay. Get the fuck off my grandma's grave, bitch. Like I just, It's giving salt burn. <laughs> so, oh, wait, wait, wait. What's that? Ah! I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anybody that's seen salt burn knows this. I haven't seen Am it. Am I showing my age? I haven't. No, no, no. Saltburn just came out. Like, Oh, okay. By the time this episode comes out, it will have been out for a while. But it came uh-huh. out a couple months back. Okay. And it's, uh, oh God, I don't know what to call it. But there's a scene in it where one of the actors is like, goes to a gravesite, like a newly covered grave. Uh-huh. And like takes off his clothes and maybe <gasps> does something to the grave. <gasps> to the dirt. To the dirt. Not to a, a dead body or anything. I 
I don't know the context behind it because I've just seen clips from it because I feel like I'm going to get triggered by the bathtub scene. And there are several, like, the blood scene, the bathtub scene, the grave scene. Like, there's a whole list of, like, weird scenes that happen. Maybe I'll watch it one day. I don't know. I have to Google this, but... But whatever you're describing sounds a lot like the graveyard scene. So Hillsong's not like that. They are very much just like, we'll pray for you. We hope God heals you, but we're not going to speak in tongues. They have like conservative beliefs, but it's packaged in a youthful, easily digestible thing. I I don't know. Package, whatever. Yeah. So they've got a lot of different like leadership in this whole thing, and they've got tiers of leadership. Okay. It's a hierarchy for sure. Yeah. One of the most like... Besides, you know, Brian and Bobby, one of the most popular pastors, though, for Hillsong is Carl Lentz. Mm -hmm. Some of you may have seen him on Justin Bieber's Instagram maybe a couple years back. He's been photographed with Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, the Kardashians, uh, Haley Baldwin, Uh all the, like, high-profile A-listers kind of thing. He's kind of like an evangelical elitist in a ways? Yeah, abs, abs, I would not even say in a ways. I would say absolutely 1,000% okay. nail on the head. <laughs> so <laughs> we can just talk about Carl's back- background for a little bit because he plays a big part in Hillsong's story. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was born in Virginia when he was 32 years old. He studied at Hillsong International Leadership College in Australia, and he became friends with Brian and Bobby's Houston son, Joel. Okay. So he's besties with Joel. Okay. And through Joel, he met his wife, Laura, and she's from Australia to um she she has the best accent, I swear to God. She does. <laughs> she does. I've heard her talk. Yeah. So he just gives off the vibe of like, look at my hot wife. I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a pastor. <laughs> it's cool to wait till marriage. P- porn kills love, like that whole mm-hmm. Mood. If there's a mood board, that would be him. That would be him. It's like frat boy meets youth pastor. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you mm-hmm. for putting it in the words. We will we will have to add this to the Instagram when we add the pictures. Yeah. The one of Carl Lentz. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it was when he was like actively um like pastoring Justin Bieber. And he's walking around in these, um, I think it's like swim trunks or something. He doesn't have a shirt on. And I swear to God, if his swim trunks fall a centimeter, his dick is going to just fall out of his damn oh, pants. Oh, God. All I don't know if I've seen like it. All he is like major V. Like, I'm not kidding if his shorts fell down any further. It would be porn. Whole app It'd be over. Right on out there porn. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Pull your man pants up. Shit. <sighs> so, I, I feel like it's worth noting that Lentz's net worth is around $2 million at the peak of his career with Hillsong. So like, I, and I don't think I said this earlier, but Brian and Bobby Houston, they come from very powerful religious families. So like Brian, mm. his family really came from, he came from old money kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Allegedly. I don't know. I'm going to be saying what? allegedly so much. Allegedly. Allegedly, guys. Don't see us. Yeah, yeah. Brian, what was his wife's name? I just went Bobby. Blank. Bobby, Bobby. Both of them, did they both come from, you said a religious background. I know Brian's was assembly 
assembly of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like... Was Bobby's the same? I don't know about Bobby's, but I just know about his. Assembly of God is like very much... If Pentecostal had a spider web coming off of it, Assembly of God falls underneath it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't really know anything about Bobby's background because most of the stuff that's like bad has to do with Brian and his mm-hmm. side. <laughs> it's always the men. It's so, always the men. And I don't want to bog us down with info because there's a lot of information okay. here. Yeah. So we're going to like take this in bits about each of them now that I've introduced like some main characters to you. Mm-hmm. So... I want to get into possible sex crimes. Yay! That was sarcastic, unless I know. you didn't catch that. <laughs> so, Brian Houston was at one point being charged with concealing child sex offenses. That, that, he's a pastor, so I'm going to say that tracks. But it wasn't him necessarily, mm-hmm. not that I know of. Police alleged in court that Brian knew information about sexual abuse of a young male, never found out this person's name, um, in the 1970s and did not bring this information to light or to police, like didn't tell anybody. So Brian Houston, he's 67 at the time that these allegations are happening. So, And he was being charged. Yeah. Yeah. He says that his father, Frank Houston, he confirmed that he told him on his deathbed that he had abused a boy in the 1970s for years. He just said years. I don't know how long that means. Mm -hmm. So nothing was ever like done. (laughs) Nothing was done. He said, dad told me on his deathbed, he, he became aware of this in 1999. So like, caught an inkling, but then in 2004, when his dad was on his deathbed, he confessed to Brian and said, I did this kind of thing, but then abruptly died. Okay. So (sighs) there was nothing to be done then, it seemed. Right. How do you get justice for somebody when the perpetrator's dead? Yeah. But they still wanted to charge him because, you know, he had been aware of this for years and retribution needed to happen for the victim. Do you know about, like, as you said, the inklings prior to the actual confession, do you know what happened there? Brian is very tight-lipped about everything that happened ever since police started investigating him. So there was not a lot of information. Do you mind if I chime in? Because I have, I have, I did a, I used, I did a video on Brian, uh, Frank Houston. Frankie? Yeah. Y- yes, year, a couple years ago. Frankie the father. So allegedly, um, I'm going to say that because I cannot remember all of the details. If I'm remembering it correctly, the boy, his name was Brett Singstock. So at the time, nobody knew his name. Do you know that? I didn't know his name. I really okay, didn't okay. want to look him up because so, I was like, ah. He's, so he, did come, he, come, he came out. Like the only reason I'm using his name is he came out and yeah, told yeah. his story and he out, not outed himself, but he publicly said like, I yeah, am the talked victim. about his story. Yes. When he was, I think, 16 or 17, somewhere around there, um, he told his mom or when, maybe he was even younger than that. I can't remember. He told his mom and his mom said, do not tell anybody because, or like, don't go to the church because it will keep people from being saved. Ah! And so he was told to be quiet. 
Why? He lived with this in silence for (laughs) years, 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 years. Lived in silence. And then his mom just decided one day to go to the church and tell them. This was like years later. So she, which was like, yes, something should have been done, but it should have been done the moment he was brave enough to tell. Mm -hmm. Not like, it's not your story to tell. And and you for you're forcing him to relive this trauma. That was when he was older. It got back, and it was never this like, yes, he did it or no, he didn't kind of thing. I think he kind of was like Frank was like, I was inappropriate, but it never went any detailed. And so they tried to pay him off. And yes, I was going to say they they tried to give payment to the victim, but like yes. I'll I'll let you get get into that, but well, there's no, I don't have much more information besides the fact that they tried to pay him off, and they, like that's, so that, yeah. that's fucking horrible. Like, be quiet. Here's money. Yeah, ten thousand yeah. dollars. They had a meeting. I'm pretty sure it was at so measly McDonald's or something. They had a meeting, and <laughs> oh, they God. agreed to ten thousand dollars if they he wouldn't say anything, mm-hmm. and then. Um, They left and Brett never got the money. And so he kept calling back. And Brett says that Brian Houston allegedly said to him, like, this is all your fault. Like, you made my father do this. And like, he blamed everything on Brett. And mind you, he was a child. He was being, I'm just going to be very blunt. He was being raped, Mm -hmm. fucking raped by a grown-ass man from the age of like, I think it was like 11 or 12 is when it started. Yeah. Because he would come over and like guest preach at Brett's like church and then Ugh. stay at their house and then sneak into Brett's room. Like a sick motherfucker. Oh, that's so gross. And it came out that he had multiple other victims. Okay. So like the church is like, oh, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Like, let's not mm-hmm. say anything. Let's not do anything. Like, we'll just not let him preach again. Yeah. He still preached again, just FYI. And he was around children. So, <sighs> that's all I can remember from that story, but from Frank, the fucker. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all just a big cover up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Absolutely. And like nobody, in the end, he was found, Brian was found not guilty in court mm-hmm. for withholding that information. So it's like, yeah, no real justice was served here. And it's like, there was, we all know a crime was committed here. We all Absolutely. know several crimes were committed. However, it, nothing happened. Yeah. No Because you're supposed nothing. to go to authorities. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go to yeah. authorities. Because he protected his dad. He protected the family name and their money and their status. It's just... And I will say, because this was like technically, this was before Hillsong. This was like the Assemblies of God, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, era. Um, like there should have been more people that were charged, not just Brian Houston. He was the only one that was charged because he had the the, the high profile. So I'm like, if you're going to charge, charge them all because they all, all the leadership that was in charge of this, it was a massive cover-up. So fuck all of you. Cover-ups remind me of cults. Absolutely. Not only that, you know, like Hillsong has a very culty mm-hmm. dynamic to it because yeah. Carl Lentz had talked about in interviews that Brian was pushing him and like all the other leaders to recruit and expand constantly. He always had plans to expand, expand more, more tithing, more services. He really wanted them to have like 30 services a day. 
which is like weird to <laughs> but but it's not weird to me because what happens at every service? Money. Money. That's high. And new, new recruits, you like get convicted mm-hmm. and you like save yourself and then you give all your money away. So it's like, mm-hmm. I see what's happening here. It reminds me of like an MLM, like recruit, recruit, oh, recruit. That's it. Money, it's all money, I can think money. about. <laughs> it's all I can think about. all I can think about. Yep. Well, let's talk about Carl again, because we're mm. kind of we're kind of done right now with Brian Houston. Like Brian. that shit happened. Nothing came of it. Everything sucks. The world is dumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Carl Lentz was kind of shamed and put away from Hillsong. So he had served with Hillsong for 10 years while dealing with sexual struggles as well as drug usage, which like you're a victim in your own way, you know? Yeah. We cannot say anything negative about that kind of thing because everybody struggles differently and that's fine. You know, like that's their own journey to deal with. And you're in a position of leadership as much as, okay, I will be the first one to say, I am not a Carl Lentz fan. Absolutely do not like the guy. He's egotistical. I, In my opinion, he's a piece of shit, okay? My opinion. But I will say <laughs> that he was in leadership and being in that mm-hmm. position where so many people are looking up to you, like he's having hundreds of thousands of people look up to him, whether that's in person or online services. And I cannot imagine the pressure that it had that you're that you put on yourself to perform great, look great, exactly, be a good Christian man, constantly recruit, constantly be like doing services back to back to back almost every day. It's like and Brian's wanting all these services, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and that's not to say that Carl Lentz is not a predator in his own way and in this whole situation, but I can also see that he's a victim. Two things can be true at one time. Say more. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So he was the leader for like the New York Hillsong Mm -hmm. Church, and he was forced to resign in November of 2020 when it came out that he had affairs. Oh, I'm not shocked. (laughs) So, and Carl talks about this. So there's a documentary on Hulu called The Secrets of Hillsong. It is excellent. A lot of information that I have comes from that. So okay. highly recommend looking into that. Was that the one that came out recently? Is that the one with Carl Lentz? Yeah, Carl Lentz is in okay. it. And let me just say, okay, you said earlier, you think he's a piece of shit. Oh no. Did that, did that documentary get to you? Are you, it's are not, you? It's not. <laughs> no it's, judgment. No okay. judgment. So I agree that he is egotistical. I agree that he is, uh, Okay, so I don't want to say narcissistic because it's just like, yeah, mm, I get what you mean. You know that charming pastor, all of Mm -hmm. you know that charming pastor that like even in the face of like adversity still Mm -hmm. is able to crack a joke and still is able to like put on Mm -hmm. a a kind of a front, you know, that like they... they're doing okay and that the world is still good. I don't know. He gives me that energy. Mm-hmm. But he also, I liked seeing his brokenness. I liked seeing him cry. I liked seeing 
how, because like he is reaping exactly what he sowed. And I know that he knows it. So like, yeah, we can say all day, you're a piece of shit. And it's like, he knows. Yeah. I will say in that documentary, there were parts where I was very thankful for things he said, things he owned up to. Yes. My, my Some problem, of the accountability in there, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. So like, thank you. The least yeah. you could do, thank you. For those who have watched it or are going to watch it, you know, weigh in over on our um, Instagram and Please. tell us what you thought because I I did not like that they did. I felt like they didn't shine. They spent more time on Carl than they <sighs> did all of the other victims. And there are yes. way more. Like there was, they could have gone so much deeper into all of the other victims. And that really frustrated me. It was like, oh, let's focus on the really hot disgraced pastor. Yeah. How about not? We've done that a thousand times. That was frustrating. I did like some of the things he said. I liked that his story was part of it. I just wish there had been a lot more of other people's stories that was equally important Mm -hmm. in the whole thing. I agree with you on that because it was very Mm him-centered. There were a few, if I can remember, it's been a while since I've watched it. uh, There were a few times where he said some stuff where I was like, and you still don't get it. and. I don't know if this is in your notes, but his current job right now, he should not be in the position that he's in. And the fact that it's only been a few years. Wait, what job is he in? I don't... He is already on staff at another church. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read that. And I, that is where I was like, no. Maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying that you can't overcome and you can't grow, but... You should not be in a position of leadership. Are you thinking he's going to take advantage of another woman? It's it's only been two, like two years from the time that yeah. he was like expelled to being on another church. It was literally like just about two to three years, maybe just under three years. Like, mm-hmm. no, I you should not be in a position of leadership. I'm surprised he wanted to be with the way that like, Because in the documentary, he talks a lot about being hurt by Brian and Bobby. Like, he had been close Mm -hmm. with their son. Therefore, he was close with them, too. And, like, he worked directly with Brian for him. So, Mm -hmm. like, they had a close relationship. And the way that they, like, put a noose around him in the end, it was like, Mm -hmm. are you not afraid of that happening again? Or, like, because I feel like maybe he should take into account protecting his family, not just himself, but, like, his family, um, yeah. from another spiritual abuse situation. Yeah. That's my opinion, whatever. I think it's hard when you've gone through something like he went through, being completely disgraced and pushed out and thrown to the literal fucking wolves, mm-hmm. but not deconstructing your faith. You still have that sliver of hope that it's not all churches. And so I wonder if it's that I just need to find a different church family that keeps him going back. And I don't know, that's just in my opinion, a theory, I guess. No, I mean, that's valid. I'm actually, I was surprised that him and Laura hadn't deconstructed. I I don't know how you don't somewhat deconstruct. And they could have, Maybe and they, they have. just haven't talked about it, and, which is fine. They don't freaking have to, but... Maybe they have in a way that's, like, subconscious, too, because, like, not all deconstruction happens on the forefront where it's like, wow, that's not 
normal or that's not making sense. It's like small subconscious things that you just eventually come to accept with time. So maybe that's happened. Who knows? I always say deconstruction from my experience and the experience of people that I know, it is this slow progression of deconstruction that happens over a pretty long period of time that you do not realize you're deconstructing. You don't realize that's what's going on. And then all of a sudden, one day... You like tip over the edge. A light bulb goes off and you just fall off the fucking cliff and you're just falling into the depths of deconstruction. And it happens so fast. And the free fall fucking hurts. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like falling from the top of a tree and you hit every goddamn fucking branch on yes. the way down. <laughs> Say more. Uh, so I don't know if that's what they're doing, but... Maybe, you know, I hope that they do. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that they do deconstruct a little bit more if they aren't already. So, yeah. I'm sorry. We've gone into our opinions on him without even saying everything that happened. That's okay. Let's keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Ultimately, obviously, with Pentecostal beliefs, infidelity is and lust in general are just like sinful in nature. Oh, yeah. And definitely frowned upon, grounds for divorce, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was encouraging people, you know, get married, don't have sex outside of marriage. It was his whole... Mm-hmm purity culture spiel, you know, Mm -hmm. that he would do in a lot of his sermons. It was his bread and butter. For sure. It's a lot of pastors' bread and butter. Mm -hmm. It's one of the main sins that gets everybody, you know, everybody. And it's also an easy, it's an easy way. People are probably going to offended by me saying this, but it's an easy way to control others by making them feel guilty and shameful. Yeah. And then needing to turn back around and ask for forgiveness which means they're coming back to church, they're coming back to service, they're tithing more because they're at service. And it's this repetitive cycle. Well, I'm unsure of the timeline to which he cheated on his wife because it happened with two different people. And I don't know when it started emotionally versus physically. So yeah, both are just as hurtful if you don't have an open marriage. Yeah. And I could tell in that documentary, Laura was still extremely torn up over. Yeah. I felt for her in that documentary having to be in that position where she was still talking. She had to be on a documentary and talk about that shit again. Mm -hmm. And still, I don't think she feels she can leave that marriage. I know she loves him, but also on top of it, I feel like she probably believes I cannot leave this Mm -hmm. because you built a brand, you built a performance, a career, a home a family out of this narrative. So like, it is so twisted up in you. There's there's really no way out. Yeah, I just I just felt bad for her having to, because everyone's gonna be like, well, she didn't have to, she had a choice. You don't understand. If you say that, you do not understand. Because it's been, everything was talked about and Carl Lentz was literally shit on, which like, okay, I know I said I didn't like him and he's a piece of shit, but like, if we're gonna be comparing, comparing, He's the dingleberry on your ass while fucking Brian Brian Houston is a full-on turd. Okay, yeah. That's rotting in the sun. So like he was thrown to the wolves and they needed to, they wanted to tell their side. And I think that's valid and I think it's right for them to be able to tell their side um, and for us to have a full picture of what went on. But yeah, she's definitely still, as of the recording of that documentary, I think I agree with you. She's definitely still hurting. It's a wound that not many marriages recover from. So they'll be mm-hmm. nursing it the rest of their lives. Yeah. Well, in October of 2020, a member of staff at 
Hillsong reported to other leadership. Like I said, there are tiers to leadership Mm -hmm. there. So reported to leadership, compromising messages between Carl and um, a woman named uh, Ranin Karim. Okay. I think I said that right. I think that is right, yeah. Ranin um, was a beauty, like industry model, fashion designer, all, all the things. She's an influencer. All the things, yeah. Very pretty very pretty person. So it came out. She she did interviews on it too. She was like, let me get the clout. Let me get the money. I get you. Like, she, I get you. <laughs> I, I I was like, girl. It was odd. Okay. <laughs> yes. But she also, she knew who he was before she walked into that. She acted like <laughs> she was kind of a victim in this. And it's like, you're an adult. Uh-uh. She was, he, she looked him up. She did. She, yeah. She Googled him. Yeah. She knew exactly who she was before she ever started a relationship with him. She saw him hanging out with celebrities and she was like, mm-hmm. hmm, okay. So mm-hmm. she definitely, I think she used him in my opinion. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So that came out. But also there's another woman. Another woman. Liana Kimes. Liana mm-hmm. Kimes. She was another Hillsong leader for the Boston campus. And she was Carl Lentz's family nanny. This is such a bad, like, porno <laughs> about to unfold. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So at a certain point, I know that Laura found Carl and Liana in a compromising position in their home. She did not divulge what compromising position meant. Mm-hmm. But Liana said, like, I would never do that. Why would you think that of me? You know, she was very, like, nothing happened. Whatever. And I guess it fizzled out because Liana was still the nanny afterward for a while. That's crazy. Weird. Uh, <laughs> that would make me feel weird, but whatever. The gaslighting. <laughs> like, once you found out, like, it was all true, I... Oh, yeah. I want fucking punch a bitch's tit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I would just, I would be so mad. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, leadership peers approached Carl. So like I said, messages were found. So leadership ended up approaching Carl about the messages with Renine. And so Carl says that he called Brian and Bobby and told them what he had done. I don't know what they said to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But later on, he was like, I have to tell Laura before this all comes to light, you know. So he divulged everything to Laura about both Renin and Liana. So obviously she was distressed and heartbroken. And about a month later is when they decided to have a Zoom meeting with all of like the top leadership, including Brian and Bobby, for Hillsong churches. Mm-hmm. So the main leaders for the main campuses to like discuss the affairs and everything. And Carl said he explained everything in detail, like all the way in detail, because he thought <sighs> this is a place to be vulnerable and tell you that I fucked up, you know, mm-hmm. like this is it laying it all out on the table, asking for forgiveness and like, how do I move forward from this? How do I fix my marriage? How do I fix my career? Oh my God. And after that, it came out that they had recorded this conversation without his knowledge. I forgot that. 
So they had his recorded confession and they leaked it to the news. Brian was extremely like, we don't condone this. And like, Carl, we don't have anything to do with him anymore. Like, fired everything. Well, really, they were fired, but it was put nicely that they resigned. Oh. So over a Zoom meeting, they were asked to resign, fired, whatever. And uh, all of that private information was immediately leaked because Brian was trying to save face for himself and say, like, look at us, Hillsong. We don't tolerate that. When it happens, we cut it off, you know? Carl was a scapegoat when he Mm -hmm. came forward in a vulnerable time. Yeah, oh, he definitely fucked up. He hurt so many people, and that was wrong. Mm -hmm. But the betrayal of a person that, like, you kind of grew up with in your spiritual childhood, you know? Yeah. That you learned from and you served with. That's just a different kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. And what's funny is like, I swear, these churches are their own self-fulfilling prophecies because uh, what they do yeah. is they're like, oh my God, we can't let anybody find out about X, Y, and Z. So we're going to cover it up. Eventually that shit's always going to come to light. It always does. Okay. And so then when it comes to light and it shows that you fucking covered it up for years, Mm -hmm. your reputation takes a major hit, if not destroys your entire congregation. You lose all trust. Yeah. What you were trying to stop from happening, you made happen because of the steps you took. And so what Brian did by like just straight out throwing Carl out to the wolves, actually made everybody go, huh, what, what's going on here? Because normally in churches, this is just covered up. Exactly. Like he held on to a secret for years about for his, his father with yeah. sexual abuse with a child. child. However, you're willing to throw someone that you taught, you were a mentor to under the bus. It's just odd. Yeah. This is not Uh justifying anything that Carl did. Like I said, he hurt so many people around him. He did. Carl, yeah, absolutely. But Carl was also like good looking. Mm -hmm. He was getting all the interviews on all the talk shows and all the making a bunch of money. Making a bunch of money. Everybody loved him. His reputation preceded him. He outshone Brian. For sure. And Brian, I think, is too egotistical. You think he was like, get out. This oh, is my church. I think he finally was like, you know what? Damn. I think he used it as an excuse and was yeah. like, sweet, I'm going to out you now. And so everyone's like, what the fuck? You didn't like even help him. You just like threw him to the wolves. You outed like his whole you family. Wolves. wolves. I, I wolves. love you. <laughs> wolves. <laughs> okay. That's the weird shit. It's all right. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think he's ego- too egotistical for his own good. And so he that would couldn't handle... Mm-hmm. I would believe they're that. They're making money hand over fist with all of their other... He didn't care how much um, Carl was bringing in. He could yeah. sacrifice it. Well, um, you know, Carl and Laura unfortunately found that unconditional love within Hillsong had conditions, and I hate mm, that for them. I know. Because uh, I don't think either of them deserved the abuse that they mm-hmm. suffered at the hands of the church. Mm-hmm. Despite anything either of them did, yeah. I don't think that they deserve to be hurt, both of them. Not, I, there's, I don't think anybody really deserves any kind of spiritual or religious abuse. Mm-mm. And that's exactly what happened to them. 
Yeah. And this is already hard enough that they're walking through having to lose your entire community that you've spent years building and have your marriage break down in front of your face with like, you have people. I assume that like, they also wanted them to help Mm -hmm. figure out next steps for their marriage because obviously they weren't, they weren't about to end their marriage. They had kids together. They had this whole life together and they still loved each other. And like, and they just said, bye. You fucked up. Goodbye. And it's like, okay, but don't you guys preach on redemption and like repentance and restoration? That you're never too far gone. Yeah. Like, where was the help? Should he have been a leader? Absolutely not. Should he, should this have been a public, should he have come out publicly and said what he had done? Yes. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because that is the position that they were in. Would it have hurt his whole family in the end? Yes, but not like losing their entire community like fucking Brian did to them. But that is a consequence of the life that you have chosen to live and the position that you've chosen to put yourself in and you've chosen to step out. So like that is something that you're going to have to deal with. And he should have been able to get the help and the their marriage and their counseling and everything. And they weren't. So you may be wondering about, we talked about how Renine had like, you know, she went on her interviews, she got her money, she said, bye. Well, Liana, the ending to her story with this. Um, oh, the specifically. Nanny. Yeah. Okay. So her and her husband eventually stepped down from Hillsong pretty soon after. I forgot she was married too. Oh yeah. Her husband the was the pastor was for the uh, Boston campus that they they were both the like main leaders at that campus so okay hold on i think his name is josh so we have i'm remembering this now okay so we have (laughs) her and her husband are like the main leaders at the boston yes and then laura and carl are the ones at new york how far away are these because if she's nannying his kids carl's i don't know anything (laughs) i can't i gotta google some stuff keep going yeah, Google the distance. What was her commute like? <laughs> did she have a, did she live with them? Well, I wonder like if maybe she like nannies sometimes will just stay at the house, you know? So like mm-hmm. what if she just lived there during the week and then whenever weekends for services came. But I know she had her own kids as well. That's true. So who the fuck was taking care of her kids? Why are you a nanny anyway? <laughs> anyway, you look up the commute. You look up the commute. But Liana came forward six months after Carl was fired um, or resigned, whatever, and allegedly said that Carl had sexually abused her. Allegedly. I'm using a lot of safety language here. Yes. Yes. Carl says in the documentary that they had an inappropriate relationship and he takes accountability saying that like he was a position of power. He should not have ever put her in that position or himself. It was just like inappropriate all the way around. Imbalance of power, power. everything. Mm -hmm. He owned up to that. Which like, good on you, man. Thank you for doing the Mm -hmm. decent thing. Yeah. So Liana did not file charges against him for sexual abuse. And she didn't talk about this afterwards. She declined to be part of the documentary. Her husband did too. Um, So after she came forward on social media with a post saying how he had sexually abused her, that was it. And we probably won't 
get any more answers on it from her uh, in the future. But it's really hard. Uh, let me ask you your opinion. What is your opinion of that? Like, she's a married woman with children. This is her pastor. Of course, there is an imbalance of power. Mm-hmm. Do you consider that abuse in yes. that situation? Yeah. Yes. Any imbalance of power negates consent. I do think that like, I don't think she was like a rape victim. No. Because like, you're a full ass adult. Yeah. That like the moment that someone makes a move on you, you need to report. Mm -hmm. You need to tell your husband. You need to tell somebody. Yeah. If you're a wife and mom, you have an obligation to be talking when something like that happens to you. Yeah. I. That's my thought. And I'm going to process this out loud in real time with all of you. I want you to. So don't give me shit while I process this. Okay, guys. I never (laughs) will. (laughs) Okay. I'm the only one right here with you. Does that, does that not, like not, okay. Her saying Mm -hmm. like she was abused by him. Yeah. And does it not give her the, to me, it feels a lot like a free pass. Like I'm going to play the victim and I have no role or responsibility in this. And that's what I don't like about that because she is an adult. She's married. She has, like, she knew what she was doing. She was friends with Laura. Yeah. And you're fucking her husband, cheating on your own husband. You continue to be their nanny, too. Why didn't you resign from that position and say, like, you don't even have to mention, say he made a pass at you and you were like, oh, fuck no. Just, like, resign. Uh Uh-huh. And don't say anything about it and, and yeah. move on if that's the, the I don't know. Yeah. Because that's how you want to like, play this. But. It's not like he like used his spiritual authority to manipulate her into a relationship from what we know. You know, it was a consensual. It's not like a, a Catholic priest being like, I have to... I have to have sex with you to make you pure again because you gave your virginity to this boy. Right. It's not like that. You know? Right. So to me, I don't know that I would call it abuse. Yeah. I feel like That's abuse valid. is a strong word, but it's I feel also... like it puts it on that same tier of like a rape victim or mm-hmm. a molested child or something like that. Like sexual abuse. I think it was a, an abuse of power. Absolutely. But I'm not sure about sexual abuse specifically. There, okay, that's where Is I'm that at. a good way to... Yes, that's <laughs> okay. a good way to put it. We're in okay. the same boat then. There's an abuse of your Here, power. take a paddle. <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> See, that? this makes me feel weird. Okay, an abuse of power, but they were still consenting sexually on the affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it... Okay, if I'm remembering her little statement or whatever, that's what it felt like was like, I'm going to play the victim card and not... It was very... And like her post, her social media post, I don't know if it's still up anymore, but like they mm-hmm. have screenshots of it on the documentary and you mm-hmm. can see, and it's very much like, woe is me. And like, this was done to me. I, it's not that, hey, I was an active participant and like, this was wrong. I fucked this up. was inappropriate. Yeah. I should have reported whenever he approached me this way or something. Like it was everybody else is shitting on Brian. So let me continue to shit, or not Brian, shitting Carl. on Carl. <laughs> let me just continue to shit on him and take the light off myself. For sure. Okay. You want to talk about the last piece of this? Well, there's not really a last piece. There's like so much more that we could probably go into, but this oh, would be a three hour thing. 
It really would. You need to know just right off the bat, and this is talked about in the documentary, there is racism that happens mm-hmm. all within Hillsong. Mm-hmm. It's not alleged. It's real. Mm-hmm. There is LGBTQIA plus, you know, abuse. Oh, and, oh yeah. Uh, power shifts, like, there's just a shit ton of stuff that happens, like, bigotry behind the scenes. And, like, that's laced into the sermons as well. Mm-hmm. And we could go on for hours about that, but I just need you to go watch the documentary and to do some more research on. Seriously, if you just go watch that minute, that documentary, it's there's, like, so many about Hillsong. Jesus. There's one woman on there. She's a person of color, and she I love talks her. about, and she's, she, like, was working for like no money at one point. She was like mm-hmm. going overtime hours and like she was all in to like set up one of the Hillsong churches and they just like shat all over her. So yeah, she, um, you're I forget the, her name. She's, the, she's a person of color and she has a podcast. I have to find it. I'll be beautiful right back. lady. Let me Google it. Um, she is, she's so beautiful. But yeah, that's very common with not just Hillsong, but like all mega churches is mm-hmm. like, way overworking all of their volunteers and expecting the sun and the moon from them. Mm -hmm. But with, I'm not not paying fair wages, you know? Not not even fucking paying them. Yeah. It's free. For free. (laughs) It's not. So please look into that because I, it's, it's so much. I'm going to find her and I'm going to tag her down in the show notes for you guys. Please tag her. Please. Um, I want to talk about the last little bit that is under investigation right now. Oh. Right now. That's right. So the Australian Cherry Watchdog Group is looking at them. Okay. It's looking at them. So I like this. <laughs> they're investigating allegations against Hillsong Church for fraud, money laundering, and tax evasion to fund trips, different lavish lifestyles, things oh, of that nature. So Mar- as of yeah. March 2023, I'll just give you directly what it says. Federal Charities Regulator for Australia is investigating Hillsong um, over the allegations of money laundering, tax evasion. There were claims that the megachurch earned about $80 million in a year, more than it publicly Shit. declared. So $80 million more? Than what it declared. 80 million more? Fucking A. There are financial documents that were tabled in Parliament that were given by a whistleblower from the church. Love them. (laughs) Uh, And they claim to show Hillsong used funds from a JobKeeper wage subsidy program to help buy Melbourne's Festival Hall, which is a venue for one of their churches. Oh, my gosh. This also alleges that Brian Houston used tithes from church members to pay for upgraded hotels during quarantine accommodations. Oh, fucker. When returning from overseas during the pandemic, at the height of the pandemic. Oh, uh, uh. At this time, no one from Hillsong has been charged with any crimes. That is across the board. Nobody. 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 That's it. That's And that's what I got for you. That's what I got. They need to, they need to be charged. It's problematic. It's just a problematic system in church. And it's just not this is the kind of shit that like Jesus would have flipped a fucking table about, you know? Like this is not I he would have flipped, he'd have just atomic bombed the whole goddamn church. Is probably. 
he'd be like, fuck all you. In my father's house? What is this? Uh-huh. What uh, kind of fuckery in all the cosmos is this? What? The, it, bullshit. Did we figure out the the Boston to New York commute? <laughs> yeah, three and a half hours. Is that by plane or car? Car. I'm pretty sure they flew, but yeah. <sighs> but yeah. like she had to have lived. She wasn't doing that flight every day. Surely she not. She had to have lived with them. She abandoned her own children. With nanny stuff, they normally live with them, so. Yeah, she abandoned her own children. Did so she? Where she, were your children? I'm so confused. She had to have. I, this is, I'm, Was this before she had kids, maybe? No, I'm pretty sure I heard she had her own kids. And when, she was leaving oh, her own kids to go and nanny for Carl and Laura. And another volunteer from their Boston campus was nannying her kids. Oh, you're right. Yeah, she definitely had them like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <sighs> Laura, just know you deserve better than all of them. All the friends, the friends quote that you made and Mm-mm. Carl, you deserve so much more. Please leave <laughs> for the love of everything. Please leave. If you have deconstructed your faith, then you understand the moment and the heartbreak when you realize that the love from people at your church and your congregation or Christians that you grew up with, you realize that your love, their love for you and your friendship was conditional. And it was fucking heartbreaking. And a lot of us lost friends and the relationships with our loved ones have never been the same and never will be. I can't imagine. I can't fucking imagine having to walk through that while also walking through a massive public scandal and my realizing, finding out my husband has cheated on me. Every bit of trust in her probably crumbled, like yeah. all the way around, not just for Carl, but like all the way around. She's stronger than I could because there's no way that I could rebuild trust in you to be comfortable and happy in a relationship moving forward. There's no way that I could. And I know that about myself. It would be devastating for me to have to end the relationship, especially when kids are involved. But you do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You do what's best for your kids. Mm-hmm. Because that's what matters the most. So, yeah. Hillsong is problematic if I haven't, <laughs> if I haven't <laughs> driven that home to you. Yep. Seriously, go watch the the documentary. You don't have to believe mm-hmm. that he's an asshole. You don't have to believe he's a good person, whatever. But it's good to mm-hmm. just hear it from his mouth because it does seem like he's taking accountability, uh, you know, like at least 70 to 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. So, plus you could see Laura and like other people, people of color, um, people from the LGBTQI plus community yeah. that are on there. And they talk about the different struggles that they walked through with Hillsong. And their stories are just as important as Carl's. So yeah, if you go to Hillsong Church, maybe don't. Maybe um, don't. If you go, definitely don't tithe. Just don't. Like, Jesus God, don't. Do not. Please. You know what you can do? Here's, here's something that you can do instead of tithing. You can donate to your local schools. You can help a neighbor out with groceries. Mm -hmm. You can pay off library fees for people in the community. Like there are so many positive things that you can use your money for to benefit the community 
that goes straight to the community. Straight into the community. Donate to your local homeless shelter or soup kitchen or Meals on Wheels. That is still a thing where they go take meals to the elderly. So like... Donate to uh, a children's hospital, St. Jude's, whatever. mm -hmm. Like, yeah, so many better places. (laughs) So I'm going to have to go back and watch a little bit of the Hillsong documentary to get the name of, I'm drawing a blank. (sighs) Hold on. And this is what makes me mad is like, I'm Googling the documentary and I'm trying to go to the cast. cast. I can't find her on that because it's all like the main people. Um, And then I go to the images and it's all fucking Carl Lentz and his wife. And then like the girl, the model girl he cheated on his wife with. So it's like, okay, why are there not more pictures of the actual oh God, like, victims right. that this were in so the stupid. series? And so it's like, it makes me so mad. It's so centered around him when it's like... Is it Tanya Levin? Maybe I'm wrong. Ten, um, Carl Lentz is like, yeah, that was a fucking scandal and he's a big problem, but like, he's the cherry on top of the massive shit Sunday. okay? Like, there's so many more victims and their stories are in my opinion, more valid and need mm-hmm. to be heard more than Carl Lentz's. Not saying Carl's couldn't tell his side, but it just, it's frustrating to me. And a lot of these people are people of color who have had their voices silenced over and over and over again. Is the podcast called Leaving the, Hillsong? No. She has like her own. Definitely a podcast called <laughs> Leaving Hillsong. I, I believe it. She might be on that one. Hold on. Yes. Okay, we figured it out. So thank you, Lola, was able to find it. Janice Legata, sorry if that is not how you pronounce your last name, but she is amazing. And she was in that documentary. Absolutely love her. Um, She does have a podcast called God Has Not Given. Go out and listen to her. I think the first time I listened to her, um, she did an interview on... Dirty Rotten Church Kids podcast. (laughs) Um, And so that was pretty cool. I don't know if they still are around. They kind of had like a falling out scandal thing. So I don't know if they're there anymore, that podcast. But yeah, that was a whole thing. But um, yeah, she's amazing. She's a powerhouse. So go give her a listen. We'll link all of her stuff in the show notes. Um, We'll link the documentary so you guys can give it a listen or give it a watch. It's it's good, even though I disagree with it at times and wish they would have done better. But... Mm, every documentary's it's got its thing, doesn't it? Yeah. We can we can critique. Well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So also, um, funny little story about Hillsong, which like I'm dying to know the story. Everyone knows Elise Myers, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <gasps> she Yeah. She do you know this? I yeah. <laughs> she accidentally <laughs> signed up for a Hillsong. What was it? Their like college classes? I, like, yeah, I think so. She thought it was like a music school. She didn't realize yes. that it was like a Bible school. She's and very she musically too, inclined. Mm-hmm. And she was too embarrassed to be like, oh, fuck, this is the wrong thing. This so is not. she was at Hillsong, the Hillsong, I don't know what it's called, the Hillsong University or whatever it is. Hillsong College, she was whatever. There for like, I think a year or so. People in the comments, like the first time she like, she barely talked about it. People in the comments were like, oh my God, asking her. But she was like, "Um, it's still too fresh. Like, I don't really want to talk about it, which is completely valid for her. But I was, 
I just thought that was hilarious. So now anytime I hear Hillsong, I just think of Elise accidentally God. going to their universe. Whoopsie. Wrong class. <laughs> right. <good. laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. Mm. Are you ready for palate cleansers? I am ready for palate cleansers. What's your palate cleanser for today? Eddie Munson. Eddie Munson. Eddie <gasps> fucking Eddie Munson. Munson. Eddie Munson. I just want oh. everyone to think about him and his curly hair and the way that he grabs his shirts, show his sweet tatties. Ah. <laughs> God. And the way he says, sorry, I'm late, baby, to his guitar. <laughs> yes. <sighs> so- I swoon. I swoon. Lola texted me pictures of Eddie Munson. For those that don't know, he's one of the main characters on the most recent, I think it's like, what, season four of Stranger Things? Yeah, season four of Stranger Things. So she texted me some pictures and I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And then I, we were texting, I'll just like read the text really quick. Yes, read it. They were really funny. funny. So she sends me these pictures. Look at my background. It's all just like It's just all Eddie. Eddie. Mm. all Eddie all the time. So I send that um, GIF, GIF, whatever you call it, of the little girl (laughs) that I think it's like toddlers and tiaras or something. I don't know what. Yeah, I think you're right. But she's like, she like smiles all kind of creepily. She's like the double chin. Yeah. Her eyes are real big. And she's so cute. (laughs) I sent her that. And then I sent one of a guy like ripping his shirt off. And then she told me I make that face of the little girl, which is true. I do. But then... I was We'll post telling, a picture of it now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was telling Tyler the story about her saying, mm-hmm. like, you literally make this face. And because I do. And then Tyler, <laughs> my husband, goes, what's so special about him? He looks average. And I oh was like, oh, how dare you? She and said, I clutched my pearls. I, yeah, I and said, asked I him to repent. <laughs> pearls and made him repent. And then Lola texted me back in all capital letters and said, yeah. I will sacrifice Tyler to the new and old gods if he disrespects once and again. Listen, <laughs> I am so, uh, I need a podcast just to talk about Eddie because I could go on for mm-hmm. hours about why his story was so unjust and his arc was not finished. Mm-hmm. Andrew keeps telling me, he's like, it was finished. He died. And I'm like, he didn't fucking die. He, I... Uh, and what about I, Wayne? Anyway. <laughs> Tyler's like, he, my husband, who, who, anyone who didn't know that. Um, we he's know like, at this point who they are. <laughs> I, I would think so. <laughs> he's like, your mom's, uh, he's talking to one of my kids. He's like, your mom's mm-hmm. um, swooning over an actor. And I was like, it's not even the actor. It's not I was the like, actor. It's the character. I don't care about, like, I... I don't want to say I don't care. Joseph Quinn is a, he's a great, he's a great actor, actor. But he's not, it's not the it's same. Not anyway. I was like, oh, I was like, we're fawning over an imaginary character from a story. Like he doesn't exist and we wish he did. You know that he would eat pussy like a starved man. <laughs> <laughs> you know he would. <laughs> I have to agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he would know, he would know his way around. Very well. <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> I'm fine. I, yeah, I blush when I think about Eddie Munson. I think he's a real person. <laughs> In my brain, I've made him real. I, I am unwell. I am unwell, and that's okay. We are allowed, as long as we know we're being delusional. Yeah, it's yeah I think we're fine. <laughs> we're I know fine. I'm crazy. That's what makes me not crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I took my pills tonight, so we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just think about Eddie Munson and his Hellfire shirt and the way that his rings look on his fingers. Anyway, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Okay, um, What's I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have you go back to Hillsong um, because what? No, it's a it's a palate cleanser because it's funny. The girl okay. that he cheat the girl that he cheated on his wife with. Yeah, which one? Um, uh, the the, the, the model girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. The model girl. So she was on like an episode of like uh, it was some kind of reality show of like meeting couples on the beach, or, like an island oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like. She meets this guy. They're sitting on a boat. And like the first thing she says is like, yeah, you know, Carl Lentz. And <laughs> she, he was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I'm the girl that had an affair with him. Oh, my God. Why would you lead with that? But okay. <laughs> I was like, if you weren't clout chasing from the very beginning with this whole thing. We know affair, you are now. Girl. Yeah. Shameless. She is shameless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, shame, shame on all of them. But yeah, I thought that was hilarious. So I thought I'd add that in for our little palate cleanser. No, I love that so much. Yeah. Anyways, that's Hillsong. Yay. Um, they're a shit show. Go watch the documentary. You'll enjoy <sighs> it. You'll learn some more. Don't go to Hillsong. Don't give them your money. Maybe go not. feed the poor. Donate to a dog shelter. Mm-hmm. Buy your neighbor kid a new pair of shoes. You know, all those good things. Think about Eddie Munson playing guitar mm-hmm. in Corroded Coffin. Mm, yes. Anyway. And we're going to leave you right there on that note because there's nothing better. Agree. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, heathens, if you're enjoying the show so far, please go like, subscribe, do all the things, you know, give us those nice, wonderful five-star reviews. Help us out in this world that is podcasting. This Choircast podcast is produced by Lacey Bean and Lola Robbins and audio engineered by Eric Howe. Thanks for listening. Also, remember, if you need any sort of resources for domestic violence, human trafficking, or uh, mental health resources, they are linked below in the show notes, as always.